Amy. I live in the Midwest, and my one thing is going to be to stop complaining to my family or my friends, to my husband about the kids, etc. Etc. That's the etc. of life, right? What one thing? If you were to work on it for the next 30 days, could make the biggest single difference in your life and etc. Hmm? What would it be? Love to talk to you about that. The power of one thing that's at the at the centerpiece of what we teach here at the Intentional Living Center. Doing the next right one thing. The phone line's open. Love to have you join in. Uh, what's the one thing maybe you've picked up to say, look, to bring glory to God, benefit to me, my family, to honor God, to live the way he intends. Here's one thing that I focused on. It could be for your marriage. Maybe it's with your money. Maybe it's with an attitude. What is it? Love to hear it. You know why? Because you're going to encourage someone else. That's why we do this. You're going to encourage someone right today who says, hey, if I were to do that, that would make a difference in my life too. What is the one thing uh, in your life? Give me a call, 888 888-888-1717. A bit of an incentive when you do. Senior uh, Stephen Davis here, our producer, will tell you the link that you can go online and we will send you free of charge. Underline free. Anything free today with inflation, it's free. It's a book that we put together called The One Thing Makes a Difference 30-Day Devotional about the power of one thing. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send that to you. Anyway, it's our gift for those who call. Uh, and you'll find out how to get that when you call and share your one thing, 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717. You know, Jesus uh, obviously is the model for us. And it's interesting, prophesied in the book of Isaiah or Isaiah, as they say, uh, many years before Christ, it was prophesied that he would make his face like a flint, faced right toward the cross. Now, what is a flint? It's a hard stone. That's really what it's saying. And uh, hundreds of years before, it was um, predicted, prophesied, that Jesus would be very intentional. He came with one thing. You know, I, I wear a one-thing wristband every day. I put it on every day. We have thousands of people around the country wearing it as well. And Jesus had one thing. In fact, we see in Isaiah chapter 50, here's here what was prophesied he would say. Listen to this. This is incredible. Hundreds of years before Christ actually died on the cross, I gave my back to those who struck me. Boy, he did that, didn't he? And my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Hundreds of years now before it actually happened. For the Lord God will be with me. And there's a point. God is going to be with you when you have one thing for your life. He'll be with you. And the scripture says, Therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, like a stone. It's hard, harder than the problems. And I know that I will not be ashamed. Now, we're not talking about one thing to go into the cross today. Right? Come on now. We're talking about uh, what Amy said. One thing. I'm just going to stop complaining. <laughs> you know? That's going to be hard. That's my one thing that make a difference in my life. Maybe I'm going to stop criticizing. Today I'm going to, maybe I'm just going to make a difference in how I handle the money that God gives me. I'm going to stop using that credit card. Maybe my one thing for the next 30 days is to be more supportive, to bite my tongue and not be critical of people around me. Maybe one thing today, I'm going to encourage someone every day. 
One thing today, I'm going to share the gospel with someone. One thing today, I'm going to walk alongside my children and encourage them. Make a difference. 30 days. What one thing would it be? Give me a call, and uh, we'll hook you up with that book as well. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. Let's let's get to Texas. Uh, What's your one thing? Hi. My name is Amber, and I was just listening to your radio show talking about marriage and something that you've done that's helped. And one of the things I wanted to share, and actually something that I've really taken from some of the videos I've listened to regarding marriage, whenever me and my husband have conflict at any time, um, when we're very emotional, um, whether that be me being upset or him being angry, we really observe that time to take a time out when we're having those discussions and where we may have conflicting disagreements. And we just take our emotion out of it when we come back together. Sometimes that can mean a couple hours later. Sometimes that will mean a day later or two because I do have to process through those emotions that I may be feeling at the time. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll take it to God and ask him to reveal truth in anything that my husband says and him vice versa too. And every time that we've done that and literally have taken it to the Lord and asked him for truth in those situations, it's really helped us. Me and my husband have now been married for three years. For the period prior to us getting married, we did not handle disagreements well. And since we've given our life to God in the last three years, and have really taken those steps to let him be the compass to direct us. We have seen such a difference in our communication, and we no longer have heated debates or disagreements about things, and God is just so good that he's been able to give us that peace walking through those situations and really helping each other learn what the other needs a lot of times. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a very emotional person, and so a lot of times... I have learned that taking the emotional aspect of my disappointment or my frustration out of it and really looking at the truth really has helped me grow and mature in our relationship. And it's helped me to respect my husband and admire him and him the same for me. And I'm just so grateful that y'all help provide tools to us and that God has just been a really great healer in our marriage that we've been able to walk and love each other in the way that God has asked us to. Amen. Thank you, Amber. One thing. You see what one thing made a difference in our marriage? You know, listen, I've been around a long time, helped thousands of people. Not rocket science. It comes down to what are you going to do next? What's the next one thing? The thing you're going to focus on in your life. One thing that make the biggest difference in the next 30 days in your life. Uh, really, we're talking about developing new habits. And of course, if you've been around intentional living community very long, you know we talk about developing new habits in the process. You got to declutter some of the junk. Maybe it's the thinking, maybe it's relationships, whatever. Every day, focusing on one thing. What is it? Give me a call. 888-888-1717 is my number. Ryan is in Michigan. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. Appreciate your call. What's your question or comment? Um, I need to find my one thing. Um, I seem to have a lot of time on my hands. Um, I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and I felt God touch me 
at the altar a while back, but but it didn't uh, stick. It didn't stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I'm going through some uh, uprooting with my medical insurance and things like that. Yeah, you sound a little discouraged, Ryan. Yes, I am. Yeah. You know, we think about uh, quitting smoking, which, by the way, is a good thing to do. And uh, for others of us, it may be uh, quitting uh, eating so many Oreo cookies, you know? Come on now. But what I hear, heard in your voice, Ryan, is just a sense of discouragement, and maybe the smoking is sort of an outlet for you. Let's face it, many people do, we all do, certain habits as a release from stress and pressure and other things, and we turn to it. Um I mean, let's face it, when I, at the conference this weekend, I'll be talking about habit formation. We talk about how we develop good and bad habits in our marriage, and there's usually a trigger, time of day, a word that's spoken, something that's done, sets us off, either in a positive or negative way. Here's what my one thing I'd encourage you to, Ryan, wouldn't be to say, hey, I got to stop smoking, because to me, that I'm feeling, maybe I'm wrong, but I sense that's more of a symptom of the deeper issue of where's Ryan in his life, where, what is his goals? Where is he headed? What's most important in his life? And what are the roadblocks to getting there, the discouragement? Um, and if you can do that and, and find those things and start heading in those directions, this smoking cessation can be part of that process. So my encouragement to you is we talk about the power of one thing, Ryan. I would encourage you to go find a brother in Christ, a counselor, a pastor, someone you can talk to, and really explore this. You know, for two minutes on the air, we can't explore all of that. But I tell you what I can do. We can tell you people are going to be praying for Ryan in Michigan that you will find that one thing that God has reminded you today that's most important in, his, in your life to honor him, to bring him glory, and then move in that direction. And remember, the first one thing is to have that deep, abiding, personal relationship with him. That's a key, all right? We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Marriage is for mature people only. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Watching our young granddaughters play wedding is kind of cute because it's only play, but it's tragic when we see young adults have a real wedding, but then only play at their marriage. Paul says, be joyful, grow in maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Growing up takes time. It takes stretching. It requires a commitment to build a grown-up marriage relationship that includes forgiveness and love. So if immaturity has infected your marriage, be intentional. Don't fight immaturity with more immaturity. Instead, make a decision to hold each other accountable, live as adults, and be intentional. Want to be encouraged every day? Get the Intentional Living Minute in your email. Sign up at theintentionallife.com slash minute. 
And I just want to add something to talking with Ryan for those who might like, like he, uh, wonder, well, how do, what is this one thing about, you know, what does that mean? Um, we're not, we're not talking about doing one thing. So God's going to love you more or doing one thing so you can be more saved. That's not what we're talking about. What we're saying is that the, the overall most important one thing is to have a personal, dynamic, growing, intimate relationship with your creator. Okay? So if you don't know where to start, then ask yourself, is that one thing my one thing? If it's not, then all the other things need to be set aside until you get that done and, and make that a priority. But as you do... You start, you start looking around and realizing God through his Holy Spirit is percolating to the surface issues in your life that you say, hey, that's not working. Maybe it's my health. Maybe it's my finance, my marriage. Um, maybe it's a relationship at work. Maybe it's my attitude. And allow God to sort of percolate to the surface where you are right now and then ask yourself, okay, let's just assume for, for you that what percolated the surface is something going on in your family. Maybe it's in a relationship with your spouse. And as a growing believer, growing in your faith, you realize that you've been too critical with your spouse. You realize you've been too controlling or critical. And you know that one thing, if you could get a handle on that, it could make a big difference to her, to him, to your marriage. And then say, before God, even today, before God, that's my one thing for the next 30 days, I'm going to bite my tongue hard. Okay, till I leave an indent in my tongue. You ever left an indent in your tongue? Huh? Come on. And uh, say, hey, I am not going to be critical for 30 days. Now, does that mean on the 31st day you can have at it? I hope not. The idea is we're building a new habit. But for 30 days, I'm going to be intentional to say I'm not going to criticize, which means what am I going to do to fill all that silence? I'm going to encourage. I'm going to pray for. I'm going to speak into the life of my spouse. You do that if that's an issue for you, and I can promise you it will change your life and your marriage. I believe that. I've seen it. All right, what's one thing uh, we can pray with you about? Maybe something you've been working on, encouragement to someone else. Give me a call, 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. Terry did that. He called, and he left a comment about how the power of one thing helped him with anxiety. Take a listen. Hey, Dr. Randy, this is Terry calling from Columbiaville, Michigan. I wanted to comment on Mike's call about anxiety. First of all, to encourage him and also let you know that I too suffered with that and uh, it was about a five-year battle that I'm just basically coming out of over the last six, eight months. The one thing that really brought me out of it was listening to your program one day and it was probably two years into it and you started talking about the one thing and that just stuck in my mind, and I found myself making myself do one thing every day that I didn't want to do. However small it was, whether it was going to the gas station to get gas, I made myself do something every day, no matter how small, that I didn't want to do because of anxiety. And after a period of about two years, it's pretty much gone. There are still some lingering effects of it, which your mind will probably never forget, but I just want to encourage him. That that is the path I took. I tried medication. It didn't work. I tried counseling. But uh, a lot of prayer and making yourself get up and do things that you would normally just want to not do. That's it. One thing every day. That's what, You know why I do this? Come on. Uh, we preach our strongest messages on our weakest points. And uh, I tend to be ADD and come up with a thousand one things. 
And I have learned if every day when I put my little wristband on, if I say, okay, Lord, this one thing today, I may botch a lot of other things up, but if I can do one thing uh, today, at the end of the day, I can look back and say, thank you, Lord. You put 365 one things together over a year and your life's changing, brother, sister, um, for God's glory and for the benefit of those you love, including yourself, right? Uh, We'd love to help you on that journey as well. Let's go. Bill is next in Texas. Hey, Bill, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good, good. What's your one thing? Uh, Negativity. Yeah, what what sets uh, that off in your life? Well, it's one thing, it's my health. Mm. And, uh, I'm, and, you know, when I work, I kind of like it because it gets me out, you know, because I enjoy doing my job and, and I get negative in it and, uh, everything. I mean, negative about things I've never been, people I don't know. It's just like negative, negative, And I ask God what's going on and, you know, what I need to do. And it just, there's like there's a wall between this and it seems like everything I ask is bouncing back to me and yeah. did you I know grow, there but did you grow up a lot of criticism? Somewhat I did. Yeah. Especially when I was in school and then when I got out, uh you know, I wasn't doing the best of living and Yeah. And then I got saved in eighty two and then it was going good and then uh, I got blown out of it and when I try to crawl back, it's just like I can't, you know, reach them again. And, so you and feel a little distant. You uh, feel distant from God, don't you? Yeah, especially now because of my health reason. I got a lot of health problems, and it's just like, you know, I'm asking for healing, and, and I try to do everything I can every day. I mean, I know I'm not perfect, but I guess I'm trying too hard, and he's he's trying to tell me he just needs to set back. You're not not going to be perfect, Bill. I don't care what you do. It's just like. Yeah. But I'm not hearing it, and I'm just trying too hard, and I just feel void. Mm-hmm. Are you plugged into a good church? Yes, I am. Uh, it is good. Uh, I had leg surgery a few months ago, and and I really can't get around, and I got nobody to help me get there. And uh, so, no family. Uh, you're you're kind of you're kind of alone then, huh? Well, I got a wife, but she can't handle me because I'm too heavy. She's got lupus, and yeah, and and there's not much family here. One of them lives in Ohio. My parents are gone, and so yeah, I'm pretty much almost on my own. Yeah, you know, Bill, you raise a really important point that needs to be uh, reminded during as we talk about the power of one thing, because the power of one thing is the idea about progress, moving forward, growing, being stronger, uh, loving better being better in our relationship with people and with Christ and, and the things that matter. But you know, we, we get older, we get sicker, we get weaker and it gets harder. It's harder. That's why the message of, of the power of one thing and intentional living, boy, I hope it's resonating around the hearts of some of you tonight who are today, who are young, young, married, young adults, young in your work, realizing that if you start today, making the right decisions, developing the right godly habits, doing things that bring glory to God and benefit to those that you love. When you get to be older and down the trail a little bit, like Bill and me and others, uh, you can look back and say, I'm glad I made those decisions. Now, for you, Bill, let me just say this. God loves you. And uh, he's very present in your pain. 
He understands the suffering. And I think with, for those of us as we get older and we realize we have more physical challenges, it is so easy to lose motivation, to, to lose that sense of purpose um, and passion. And these things keep us going. And so I would encourage you, Bill, as you think about this negativity in your life, is to focus on a verse, and I'm going to have you write this down. It's Philippians chapter 4, and it's verse 8, where the Apostle Paul is saying, whatever things are right and true and admirable and noble and praiseworthy and of good report, think on such things. He wrote from prison. Okay? He wrote from the pit. He wrote from his problems. He wrote from not on the top of the hill, but the bottom of the hill. As he says, rejoice always, and he's in chains, right? And so it's a reminder to us as we go through whatever it is in our life that hurts and drags us into that pit of despair and discouragement to tell ourselves the truth. Yeah, I'm in pain. This, this really stinks. and I don't like it. But God is good. And I choose to, to break out of this and connect with people, ask for help, do the next thing, do what I need to do. Don't isolate, but de-isolate. Is that a word? Can you de-isolate? What do you think, Jennifer? Is that the word now? Okay, we just made a new word, de-isolate. Um, break out of that and uh, reach out and connect with somebody. Hey, Bill, my friend, um, hang on. I want to make sure that uh, Stephen gets that information to you about the one thing that can make a difference in your life. We want to send that to you. Uh, as an encouragement. So, so hang on. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. This is Deborah from Kansas. Three years ago, I fell down and slipped at work. And the nurse told me that day when she saw me that I was never going to be the same after that. And I am still believing God to restore my knee. I had a knee replacement in Kansas. The bone is not growing where it's supposed to be so every step I take it it's painful and so sometimes I just lay on the floor and I listen to the glorious music and the glorious teachings and I'm donating today a little bit but when I have more I'm going to share more because God is God all by himself and he doesn't need anybody but he wants all of us to take part and to make our faith walking by faith and not by sight and I'm just very thankful for this radio station. I've been serving Jesus all my life. I started teaching Sunday school when I was 13, got called into the ministry young, and I'm an author, and uh, I just love the Lord Jesus with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and this radio station is helping me when I cannot get out to go to church, and when the only place I can go is to the doctor's office. Thank you very much, Wendy. God bless you all. You know what? Listen, I don't... The God had to... To orchestrate that, because Stephen put that into the file for us to play that spot. And I hope, Bill, you're listening, because that speaks right to you. Did you hear what she said, Bill? She said, when I don't have any place else, I'm laying on the floor, looking to the ceiling and, and bringing in the blessings that I'm hearing on the radio and the glory of God. And, and uh, it does come back to what we choose to tell ourselves. Pain is pain, suffering is suffering. And listen, we got a lot of people, you're suffering today. But uh, the one, listen. The one thing is simple. That is as simple as this. We don't don't make this more than it, it ought to be. We're not talking about some big, huge thing. If you're in pain today, 
and you're in bed and you're struggling, your one thing may be to say, I, I'm going to give glory to God today, and that's my one thing. That's it. All right? Doesn't mean you're going to run a mile. Doesn't mean you're going to go reach people. Doesn't mean you're going to repaint the house. Doesn't. What it means is today, I'm sick. I'm just going to, I'm going to trust God and give glory to God today for his beauty and glory. And uh, that's why I believe in this thing of the power of, of the one thing, the next one thing. What is it in your life? You can join me. We're going to wrap up here in about three or four minutes live, and we're going to stay in the studio, however, and record and talk to you all about one thing or question about the one thing in your life. What's going on? What one thing has made a difference that would make a difference? Give me a call, 888 We'll put those together. We'll share some of those tomorrow on the program. And by the way, Stephen, I'll tell you how you can receive free of charge from our ministry. The One Thing Makes a Difference 30-Day Devotional Book. We'll send it to you. If you want to share your story online or a question, you can do so at theintentionallife.com slash share. And a special word of thanks to those of you who are supporting the ministry and uh, standing with us. We appreciate it. If you're not, boy, come and be a part of it. Your monthly support makes a difference. We'll hook you up with all of the resources online through our exclusive um, spot that we have online just for our member club. Go to theintentionallife.com. All right. All right. Let's see. I think I have time for one more. What's uh, Go right ahead. What's your one thing? Hi. Uh, my name is Jem. I've been married for 11 years, and I wanted to share a healthy habit that my spouse and I have shared for the many years that we've been married. And one of them is forgiving each other, not staying mad at each other. And forgiveness starts with the individual, but it also helps the marriage and strengthens it. That is one of the habits that my spouse and I have worked and making sure that we give each other grace and also forgiveness. All right, good. That's uh, terrific. Thank you, Jen, Jen, for sharing that with us today. We appreciate it. All right, we are out of time. Uh, quickly, uh, just two things, and then we're going off the air live. Uh, but I'm going to just continue to st- sit here, as I mentioned, and talk to those of you who are lighting up the lines right now, 888 uh, This Friday, uh, a reminder to all of our friends, you've got tickets for the East Lansing Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, East Lansing, Michigan, sold out about three weeks ago. Please, looking forward to seeing you there. We're going to have a fantastic evening. Looking forward to it. Got some good things to share with you. Our resources will be there. You're going to meet some of our staff, by the way, that you hear on the air. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting you. And then on on Saturday night, we're going to be in Auburn Hills, the Auburn Hills Christian Center. That sold out last week. And uh, we're looking forward to meeting all of our friends and many new friends in Metro Detroit listening to the new 93.1 Family Life Radio. All right. We've got to take, uh, we've got to run. We'll be back again tomorrow. You'll be listening to some of the calls we're talking to here in a moment as we hear more of the power of one thing that can change your life, bringing glory to God and benefit to those that you love, including yourself. Here's the question. Is the next thing you're about to do bringing glory to God and benefit to you? Or is the next thing you're about to do going to hurt you and dishonor God and your family? Yeah. Or is it so neutral that uh, it's a waste of time? Just a thought. 
Think about it. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Jennifer, for your help today, and Steve and the rest of the Intentional Living family. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Intentional Living.